Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. You're sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? Sometimes when we see someone else doing something wrong or right, we can be quick to judge. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you to look at yourself before you go judging someone else. God may be trying to teach you something or possibly show you something about yourself. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 2 as he begins his message pretense or piety. Now, I want to give you just a couple of quick thoughts to consider and hold in the back of your mind. It's something that uh, you, you might even want to write it down. This may not resonate with everybody, but I just have a sense that that maybe it's going to it's going to be um, something that will re- resonate with some of you. Num- number one, the first thing I want you to consider is that there is such a thing as philosophical Christianity, and it's actually fake. It's a counterfeit. And maybe to put it an- another way, a Christianity that emphasizes only the teachings of Christ is a counterfeit Christianity. And, and the, the second thought that I want you to, to consider is, is that such a counterfeit Christianity is spiritually powerless. In fact, it's destructive. It's not like a second-class Christianity. It's more like an anti-Christianity if you will, because it it's only focusing on a system, a, a, a religious system or a belief system, rather than focusing on the resurrected Christ. Now, at the end of Romans chapter 1, the Bible listed for us more than 20 negative attributes of a person whom God, in his wrath, according to the Bible, has abandoned to their own desires. He's given them over to be enslaved by 
their human desires. And then as we moved into chapter two, the beginning of chapter two, we saw that all humans are, are guilty of serving and, and being controlled by our humanity, our human appetites and passions, and that because of that fact, because we're all guilty of it, we're all unqualified to judge one another. We also saw that in contrast, God is fully qualified to judge us because God's judgment is, number one, based upon perfect truth. Number two, it's based upon righteousness. It's perfectly righteous. Number three, it's inescapable. God's judgment is inescapable. Every human being will face God's judgment. And then finally, number four, we saw that the very one who offers us forgiveness, redemption, transformation is the one who will be our judge, Jesus Christ. Now, the scriptures continue here in the last half of chapter two, driving home to us the reminder that our Father in heaven, our creator God, is concerned with working on our souls, not just surface behaviors. So um, we're going to dig into it. Today I'm going to read, I'm going to read this passage to you from the English standard version of the Bible instead of the New King James Version, which is what I almost always use. But I just, I prefer the slightly different wording of, of the ESV on this particular passage. Romans 2, 17 through 29, that's our focus. It says, but if you call yourself a Jew, so there's a, there's a, there's an implication here, there's an assumption here that as the Apostle Paul writing this letter to the Christians, the followers of Christ in Rome, three years before he actually arrives for the first time in Rome, but he's writing this letter to the church and he's been clearly in the first part writing to Jew and non-Jew alike. Now he's kind of, he's focusing in a little bit and, and he says, if you call yourself a Jew, and rely on the law, and boast in God, and know his will, and approve what is excellent, because you're instructed from the law, and if you're sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward 
and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly. Circumcision is a matter of the heart. Now, we're going to stop right there. We, we could easily have gone on into chapter 3 because he's continuing the same train of thought, and we'll, we'll get to it. But the Jewish identity was and really still is tied firmly to the Hebrew Scriptures, the Jewish traditions, religion, and, and specifically what he's bringing out here is this ritual of circumcision. Now, the really sad thing was that those first century Jews had believed the lie. You see, they had come to believe that the ritual obtained for them a guaranteed seat at the Lord's table, that just because they were descendants of Abraham, that they were part of that, that Jewish religion, that Judaism, that was it. The rabbis actually taught that all the circumcised have a place in the next life, the kingdom of, of God. Point number one. As usual, I'm going to give you three today, but the first point that I want you to notice, rituals are meaningless when disconnected from reality. This is really important. Whether we're talking about Judaism or Christianity, the rituals that are there only have meaning if they're linked with the reality of your soul. Moses himself and the prophet Jeremiah had both taught that it was their hearts which first needed to be circumcised if the physical ritual was to have any meaning. In other words, the Hebrew scriptures declare that the physical ritual of circumcision was intended by God to serve as a symbolic representation of a surrendered soul, a heart that had been covenanted, it had been given over to God. Deuteronomy 10, 15 to 17 says, the Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, you above all peoples as it is this day. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. We're so glad you tuned in to today's teaching from Main Thing Radio. We're currently in the Book of Romans, and there's more to learn next time. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is up for today, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy will try to resist it from spreading. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their hearts? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support 
to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today here on Main Thing Radio. 